0: Welcome to Wyoming Pathway to Adventure. Places to go and ways to enjoy Wyoming's great outdoors. Brought to you by Wyoming State Park's Office of Outdoor Recreation. Howdy. This is Pathfinder Bruce Choliano, And we're here at Medicine Lodge archaeological site for the 50th birthday celebration with Bighorn District Manager Brooks Jordan with Wyoming State Parks. Hello, Brooks. Hello, Bruce. So tell us
1: a bit about the Bighorn District. Sure, I'm happy to. Bighorn District of Wyoming State Parks is in the northwest part of the state. It encompasses a large geographic area and includes all the sites from Boyson State Park, Hot Springs State Park, Legend Rock Petroglyph Site, Medicine Lodge State Archaeological Site, where we are today, and Buffalo Bill State Park. And what sort of outdoor recreation opportunities can be found in your district? Well, that's one thing we're especially proud of, of the parks here in this district. The recreational opportunities are extraordinarily diverse. People can boat, paddle, hunt, fish, hike, bike, ride ATVs, relax, and pretty much everything in between.
0: So it would go, for example, from Hot Springs State Park, uh, which is uh, a very relaxing state park in itself. Absolutely. Yeah, the mineral water helps with that. And uh, then they can be uh, boating and fishing on uh, Buffalo Bill or get a little historical perspective here at Medicine
1: Lodge. That's right. Yeah, we have a lot of things to offer, including history, uh, archaeology and more active outdoor recreation.
0: What makes the Bighorn District unique uh, in the state in terms of state parks or the recreational
1: opportunities it affords? So I'd say the, its proximity to, to all the sites in the district is uh, close. Uh, you can just within two hours be from one end of the district to the other and in the same day experience several of our parks. But really it's also the diversity of outdoor recreational opportunities, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, You can be fishing on the river in Thermopolis, go for a soak uh, in the hot pools, wake up the next day and fish on a reservoir or come out to Medicine Lodge and enjoy the pictographs and petroglyphs.
0: Now this part of Wyoming, a lot of people are um, headed to Yellowstone, for example. If you could say something to them as to why they should stop at a state park uh, and maybe take a break from the, uh, the jaunt to Yellowstone,
1: what would you say? I would tell them to just take the little bit of time to go off the beaten path and explore some of the things that aren't on the well-traveled route to Yellowstone. You know, We have a lot of gems just off the beaten path, like Legend Rock and Medicine Lodge in particular.
0: And I understand that Medicine
1: Lodge is looking to enhance visitor experience. Could you talk a little bit about that? Oh, sure. I'm happy to. Uh, Bruce, we constructed a new cultural center uh, on the main red barn here, the historic barn. It's an addition of about a thousand square feet. And our goal is to enhance the visitor experience and diversify it more into history, culture, and especially the culture of the indigenous peoples that have been here for tens of thousands of years.
0: And how are you going about that?
1: Well, we are designing and constructing really immersive and interactive exhibits. And it's going to be something that really people aren't used to seeing. It's going to be exciting um, and, as I mentioned, very interactive. Uh, We're going to be using sight, sound and tactile elements. Um, There's going to be animations and we're really going to immerse people in a period of time Uh, so they can experience what life would have been like for the people that lived here thousands of years ago, just up until also about 200 years ago or so.
0: Last evening, I was taking a hike here in Medicine Lodge, and it's a, a very welcoming environment. It's very beautiful. And one thing that struck me was that people have
1: been living here for 10,000, 12,000 years? Yeah, right in there, 10, 12,000 years, that's right. And there's a lot of history that we don't especially know a lot about that took place for those tens of thousands of years, too.
0: How about accessibility, uh, facilities for people who are disabled,
1: for example? Sure, sure. So at all the sites in the Bighorn District, we have um, ADA accessible campsites and restrooms and other facilities. Here at Medicine Lodge in particular, we have an ADA accessible trail that's about three eighths of a mile in length and runs right along Medicine Lodge Creek and provides access to fishing uh, and nature watching. And so we're, we're especially proud of that.
0: One thing uh, I
1: noticed also is uh, when we think
0: of uh, facilities for people who are disabled, but at um, they may not have a particular designated disability, they may just be a little less spry, or adaptive bike trails, for example, are actually very user-friendly for those who are new to biking. Have you found that? Uh,
1: we have, yes, and, and we uh, really pride ourselves on preparing our staff to interact with those folks, uh, and really all people of, of um, different walks of life and abilities and disabilities And try to give them the the best customer and visitor experience that we can. So we really pride ourselves on that as well.
0: So not only do you focus on the facilities within your district, you oversee the operation uh, of these state parks and sites? That's right. Do you do a lot of um,
1: development of those people who are working here? We do. We have um, a, a pretty prolific onboarding process and training, especially for our permanent full-time staff. But we do take the time, too, to develop the skills of our seasonal staff, uh, which really goes a long ways in enhancing the visitor experience.
0: Now, we talked a little bit uh, earlier about the, the uh, cultural center here at Medicine Lodge. Do you have any other plans to enhance the visitor experience within your district?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, In recent years, we've developed um, multi-use non-motorized trails at Hot Springs State Park, and those trails are going to continue to develop to enhance the visitor experience. We're working on some new concession offerings at many of our parks as well, Um, and we're listening to what people have to say in our visitor use surveys and trying to respond to provide the services and programs uh, that people might be interested in. One thing that
0: impressed me too here at Medicine Lodge, there's public corrals. What
1: is the thought behind that? Sure, so it seems as though uh, there's still a a pretty good segment of of folks that like to go out on horseback and maybe just don't have access to areas where they can do that and horse camp. Um, But it's relatively easy to come here to Medicine Lodge and utilize our corrals, stay for a weekend or longer and do, uh, do some trail riding. And uh, we've got a really a wonderful corral set up here and really welcome um, equestrian folks and people that love to get out on the trail on a horse.
0: Also another unique thing I noticed was at Buffalo Bill State Park. I spent the evening there a couple nights ago and there's a
1: public library. That's right, yeah, we call it the uh, Little Park Library. And uh, it's free for, for visitors to come in and, and check out a book or even take one with them if they leave one when they go. And it's just a great resource for those people that maybe want to sit down by the campfire and read a book or learn a bit, a uh, little bit more about the area that they're spending time in.
0: Now, some folks may come from um, states or foreign countries that uh, have a much greater population than Wyoming. Uh what kind of things might they notice about uh, the people working at the parks and the parks themselves?
1: Sure. Um, I would say that, uh, in fact, I hear this quite often uh, how friendly our staff are and how welcoming. Um, you know, we're used to seeing millions of visitors a year, but we really, um, kind of as I mentioned earlier, pride ourselves on that visitor experience of being welcoming and kind and friendly. We also offer uh, several of our brochures um, in different languages, uh, in Chinese and in in Spanish. Um, So we really kind of reached over into that realm as well to enhance the visitor experience, particularly for those people that come from uh, somewhere else around the globe.
0: In recent years, Wyoming State Parks has uh, worked to enhance the visitor experience. have you seen changes within the park system during that time and how we approach that topic?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we've really started to shift and place some more emphasis on uh, programming and interpretation. In fact, uh, here in the Bighorn District, we hired a, a seasonal interpreter to cover all the parks uh, throughout the summer season. And uh, her name is Ellie. Hello, Ellie. Um We'd like to, uh, well, she's developing several programs and going to be working at every single park in the district throughout the summer through September. But we're seeing that more across the state as well. We have two permanent full-time interpreters, and uh, I don't see that changing. I think we're headed more in that direction. Well, thanks for this little chat today. It's been great, Bruce. Uh, It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you. And we'll all be looking forward to the opening of the Cultural Center here. Ian, when will that be?
1: Uh, We've got that planned for the third weekend in September, and we'll have some more details coming out soon. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Join us each week on Wyoming Pathway to Adventure. Your outdoor adventure awaits in Wyoming.